0: You're listening to... Whoa! Hot luck.
1: Hot luck. Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang. And I'm... it's very hot, so I'm putting a disclaimer right at the top. I hope you guys are having a great summer. I am dealing with such insane heat right now um, in Georgia that it's very difficult to exist. And so I'm putting it out there. If I am incoherent and garbled at any part of this intro and outro, I'm sorry. My brain cells like the neurons are not firing right because it's freaking hot. I don't know about you, but this summer, by the way, I hope you're having a great summer. But this summer has been really, really uncomfortable for me. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or the frequencies are low. And there's, you know, America's just an especially hot mess. Happy birthday, I guess, by the way, America this week. Um, sure. Um, but it's the accumulation of stress. Who knows? I've been so low energy and having a really hard time functioning, like doing basic things. And it takes like a lot of energy to do very little. So I don't know if it's... This applies to anybody else out there. If it does, I feel for you. I feel you. And hopefully we'll make it through together. Stay hydrated. Maybe that's what I need. Maybe I need water. I'm not hydrating enough. It's wild. I just, I feel like I'm a subversion of the person that I am. But nonetheless, here we are. As as we mentioned, she's a determined queen. (laughs) So I got to be here with you guys because I need to share this episode. Um... I'm really excited for this conversation, and it's a little bit of a backstory. Not a little, yeah, it's it's still a little bit of a backstory of my journey making the short film that if you guys follow me on Instagram, um, you guys have seen. It's a short film called Honestly, and I filmed it, and we got into film festivals this year. Um, well, one so far won an award in another. I'm waiting on word actually this week onward for other ones, but fingers crossed. And it's been quite a journey as I have like really just dived into becoming a filmmaker. And it's actually my second short film project, the first one of which was called Squad, and it's still unfinished and a question mark in terms of its future. That is a whole other story. Um, But it's been kind of crazy. Like last year, I just went balls to the wall. And I said, I have to do it. I have to stop sitting and pondering and wishing and theorizing. I just need to, like, put my money where my mouth is, get my friends into action, ask for help, and just dive in and make something. Because I was getting sick of my own excuses, truly. Um, And I I listened to so many self-development folks and, like, you know, actualize your dreams, people, that it's like you have to be willing to fail forward. You have to be willing to put put it out there and just see and know that it's probably not going to measure up to what you had in your head. But that doesn't matter. You got to You got to make it happen. So to go on this particular leg of my journey, I called upon my dear friend, very talented, creative, and my brother from another mother, Scott Saisasena. And he is like, again, my brother from like collaboration. He was part of Collaboration DC. We met over 10 years ago I think at this point and he's been on his journey becoming a director and working on creative projects and wanting to you know grow his his portfolio and things like that so I kind of came to a head after squad being a very big challenge like I'm so grateful it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life and honestly ended up being a different challenge but for that I decided you know in squad I had just written in directed it, not acting in it. This one, I wanted to act in it and I wrote it and I brought Scott in to be my collaborator. So I wanted to commemorate the milestone because we did have our world premiere at the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival in LA at Regal Cinema um, in May during Asian Heritage Month, which was a wild, amazing, beautiful moment for both of us. And it was just crazy for us to be sitting in a Big theater full of people is completely full and having people watch our project. So disclaimer, we can't say all the things because we don't want to spoil it. We do want to share it with the world at this moment because it's still like in consideration for film festivals. We can't put it public or we are recommended not to put it public. So sorry to be annoying. We won't be able to say too much that because we want to be mindful and not give away too much, but just wanted to share because there are different people wondering like how was the process of creating it? Like what made you guys make it? And just to reflect on that and to commemorate it and I don't know if there's something to be shared that can help a future filmmaker or creative or somebody who has an idea and wants to put it into the universe. Just some of the challenges that we went through and the voices in our head that we had to process in order to make an idea into reality. That's really what it's about. Um, and I'm just proud of us. Honestly, like I honestly, every time I say this freaking word, I can't say it normally anymore because I think of the short film. But... uh it is, it is a really wild moment and a, a really good um, motivator and a good sigh of relief, to be honest, to like have done something, to like not have flinched and to not be happy with certain parts, to be honest, and just put it out there and learn from it and move forward. So that's what today's episode is about. And I hope that you guys really enjoy this. Um, just catch up between Scott and me to memorialize. Our milestone as filmmakers. A little bit more about Scott. He is a Laotian-American director from Chantilly, Virginia. And Scott is consistently striving to figure out how to have new ways to tell stories that resonate with others. He is a beautiful soul. He was a previous guest on, first of all, talking about the nice guy syndrome. That was a really heartwarming conversation. I can't believe it's already been years for that. But if you guys want to, I highly recommend it. He was very vulnerable. And open and uh, let me be his tough love, big sister, <laughs> per usual. So, without further ado, I hope you enjoyed this episode, this conversation with Scott about us making a movie. Enjoy.
0: Yeah. Came in 88. Welcome
1: back to First of All, Scott. Shoes.
2: Hey, thanks for having it's me back.
1: In a, a minute.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a few, a few years, <laughs> I think.
1: A <laughs> so. Just a little, yeah, little, a few years. How have you been in the last three years, which is totally crap. I've seen you all the time.
2: Uh, how have I been in the last three years? Uh, I've been pretty good. You know, we, we all got over a pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. learning our respective crafts in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, not only in the creative world, but in life, we're trying to level up. Um, yes. That's probably about it. I feel like I lost my early 30s somewhere when I turned 30. <laughs> but, you know, we're welcome. making the most of it. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. Thank you, thank you.
1: I'm telling you, I told you that. I was like, welcome to the 30s. Th- it's the best. I personally have thank loved you. my 30s. And I still, and I hear that the 40s are even better. And also, I think the 40s kind of, I feel like the 40, that 40 is the new 30. I'm not just saying that to like give myself like, you know, <laughs> yeah. reassurance. I genuinely feel like 30s kind of when we start being like a, an adult, and then 40s like when we really find our groove, which is a spring right,
2: Right. It's
1: going to be great, is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Cause we shouldn't, we should already be adults ish, childish, playing uh having fun you know no know no, we're having a good time <laughs> i think my hair my hairstylist pointed out that i had a gray hair the other day so that was great
1: you do uh,
2: what you can see it right now no i'm just kidding oh uh, oh man no that wouldn't be cool but uh yeah no i think uh yeah 40s there's no timetable we'll no see.
1: timetable especially yeah. in our industry i'm saying yeah. like Did my intro, like, explaining how you and I are both in the film industry. And uh, I feel like things that apply in our universe, it's, like, only in this
0: universe.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I feel like you can't label yourself by age. It's more by experience on what you do and what you're able to do, right? That's so true.
1: Do you ever feel that? Because, like, whenever you leave L.A., that – because I get – it commented on me a lot. They're just like, LA. Every time you're there, everyone just asks, "What do you do? What do you do?" <laughs> and not and it's not the same everywhere else. Do
2: you uh, know what I Yeah, I guess I just came back from a, a cousin's wedding like a month ago, and it was different because I had I saw a bunch of friendly faces that I haven't seen in a long time,
0: mm-hmm. and they're
2: all and it was it was the it was a small getting to know yous or not getting to know use is like you know small talk of like. Hey, what have you been up to? Like, I'll ask the same question back. And when I ask, they're like, oh, you know, same old, same old, still working the same job, still doing all this. But for me, it was like, oh yeah, no, we just did a we just did a short and it wasn't a film festival. And they're just like Yeah, they're just like, Yeah, your life seems so interesting. And I was like, um, sure? (laughs) Uh, It It is. No, 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 I don't know. I agree, but it's just like uh, one friend in particular, I was like, no, you got to tell me everything that's new with you. And she's like, nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> and I, was like, I haven't seen you in five years. What do you mean nothing? I um, learned some
1: new recipes from TikTok and I went on a vacation. That's about it.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not I trying mean, to
1: dilute it or diminish it, but like some some of my friends, it is like a Groundhog Day kind of thing where they have a routine. And there's part of me that really envies that, but that's neither here nor
2: there of course no i think there's there's uh wishes and not regrets i feel like everyone says live with no regrets Mm -hmm. and it's just like no matter which side of the the fuel you're on Mm
0: -hmm. you know
2: you're always going to wonder what if on the other side
1: yeah yeah i think for for me i'm kind of reaching that side where it i used to have a lot of fomo when i did that i would be like Mm -hmm. thinking of the other side but then being like jealous or feeling like i missed out in a way less and less lately I still do every once in a while and I can say it's drastically less where I'm like, nah, I'm where I'm supposed to be. It's kind of a waste to like spend that much time on what if, what if, Mm. either if you want to and you want that, what if, then go make it happen. And if you don't, Mm. just be happy here.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. When you come back, like coming back here and seeing everyone else in your creative industry and everyone's just, working to make it or do their own respective fields, whether it's music or or film or acting. It's like you're reminded like, oh yeah, everyone's everyone's doing their own thing, which is great.
1: This is so much fun. Like this is why I love having my podcast where I get to talk with my friends and like have it recorded for all of eternity, especially because the last time before we jump into the the, the whole journey of us making a short film together, which is really in my book, in my life will be a huge milestone and one of my most treasured moments of my life. Um also just want to acknowledge that when you were on this what 3 years ago that it was the nice guy episode, right? What do you remember the title? I should have looked this up before.
2: Yeah, yeah, something something about being a nice guy and, uh,
1: How is, how like have that. you how's that how's that progress going? Uh
2: we didn't do video back then, so this is different. Um, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to still think I'm a nice guy uh, with some growth and learning more to set my boundaries in terms mm. of uh, my availability or uh, how I spend my time and not necessarily catering to others as much as I need to or felt like I wanted to just to, fe- to feel it um, you know to be reciprocated or ho- the hope of reciprocation right like um, amazing yeah um, yeah. I, I, there's always you, you know, in the back of my head uh, guiding me that way, too. So.
1: Am I? Oh, I'm so sorry. No,
2: no, no. no. It's, it's like <laughs> the best. I mean, it's only it's only taken 11 years for uh, you and I since we met to, to finally kick in there, you know?
1: What do you mean by that? Well, we've worked together a lot, but do you mean no, no, to like...
2: To, to, to be my words of wisdom when I needed it and... Um, oh let it let it sink in and, and re- reassess the situation that i'm currently in or whatever i was doing
1: i'm honored if people can yeah. see my face i'm like about to cry That's, <laughs> it's honestly it's a it's a weird it's a weird place to be where i feel really honored and then like concerned of am i giving good guidance because obviously my my intentions are always that i want to like help you and whoever it is that i care about and there's always a little voice The doubt is like, am I giving them bad advice or am I saying the wrong thing or blah, 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 blah. But I think for you and me, we've been able to be around each other and have different points of interactions purely as friends and in a working capacity to like build real trust. So I trust you and you trust me. And I think so that when I say things to you and say things with sisterly love, that it's kind of like I think you told me that one time back in the day that like. It's like a it's like a loving slap in the face or something. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that it, sounds about little... right. <laughs> no, but I I, th- I realize it's all love. So Okay, so good, good. Cause
1: yeah. I get that from my brother. Like I my brother and I are really close. And mm. like I don't mean that in like, oh, we always just like I always enjoy his company. Sorry, Louis, I love you. But like he pisses me off like a third of the time because he's saying stuff that like bruises my ego, but it's very grounding. Like, so he says to me, and not in a mean way either, because we're both grown ups So we've like set our boundaries, but he says stuff to like, remind me of many things of like my irrelevance in life and the way that I am over like exaggerating certain things. And he he does it with love. So I've learned from him and that's why I try to be that to to you or who anybody that I'm like, you know, loving on if I'm going to be honest, but like love with lovingly honest.
2: Yeah, no, of course. And I, I try to be the same with you.
1: Yeah, um, you are. You are.
2: Well, as much as much as I can. Um, yeah. Sometimes sometimes the nice guy part maybe does creep back out where it's like, you know, like maybe you're fine. No,
1: well, um, here's my thing. I'll say the nice guy thing. to. Refer- I want to affirm, like, I think you've grown so much. And I also think that you're a very kind person. I think the nice guy thing, this is my interpretation of nice guy. Nice guy is like kind of a manipulative kindness. It's you're being nice with a end result in mind. And if you don't get that result, that kind of evaporates the niceness. It's niceness is like kindness with condition and kindness is you're just a kind person. You just want to be generous and caring to somebody. So I actually categorize you in my mind, in my interpretation of what nice guy means. I think you're a very kind, caring, thoughtful person. Nice guy. I actually don't consider you a nice guy because nice guy to me is like, that's like some fake shit right there. And you're not
2: sweet i'll take kind
1: yeah you're such a kind person scott and i think it goes hand in hand with like the journey we've been on to self-actualize right like both as creatives in our respective universes so Mm -hmm. like i'm so excited to talk about that with you today and so we can commemorate this milestone we've reached about making the film yeah that is has been in a film
2: festival (laughs) Has yeah yeah has, <laughs> actually so my still my favorite part right now is when we're sitting in the theater and then we had no idea what order was coming in and it was like both of us went
0: ah like when it came <laughs> it
2: was like oh so like that this this podcast from radiate but also that moment specifically uh, I just remember slapping each other like yeah.
1: I will that's what I'm saying those moments are like what I will always treasure because we like he, like Scott was saying. We had no idea when our film was. They didn't tell us what order it's gonna be. So every time a new film a film ended and the next one, we're both having a heart attack, just like, <laughs> 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 it's not, oh my god, it's not us. It's not us. Oh like, thank God, thank God, thank God. Um But we'll get we'll get to that moment. How yeah. let's go to the beginning. Like mm-hmm. I, it's all a fever dream and a blur. The way that I would actually started is actually at the beginning of the project before that which was when i was doing my project called squad which was technically my first short film ever that i realized later is like a pilot and that project has evolved into something else Mm. but i had you on set with me and that was a huge milestone for me being director um and this project was just humongous and gargantuan and like this huge endeavor and like it was me being me being very mingy about it being like I have to go big or go home because I like I think I needed that momentum of like unless I invest in it heavily I won't do it so you mm. were helping me on that do you remember that that whole fever I dream
2: I do I do I do I think it was it was great seeing you in the director seat element uh, and then uh, even for me that was one of the bigger productions I've assisted on outside of like some music videos huh. And I was just like, "Oh, really? Minji's do- Minji's doing it. Okay, let's go." Um, and I was curious. I mean, you uh, you gave me a, a, a basic rundown, so I was curious to see how it was going to pan out. Uh, how large the cast and crew was, and then you know the first the first uh, location at the house. I was like, "Oh wow, this is a fantastic house. Like great." Mm-hmm. and then even the second location where i was like oh shit like okay like <laughs> we're, it's it, we really we're really working here grinding it out all right mm-hmm. so i was i was in the, i was uh happy for you i was rooting for you and i was um very excited to see you get going and rolling you know and i i know how hard it is to wear the director's seat and then try to entrust uh your vision onto multiple production uh crew members you know and um you know, I was just excited to see you roll. It was the first time I think I've seen you roll um, not acting or, or writing, you know, so.
1: Thank cool. you. No, it was so I, I could cry thinking about that because it was one of the most stressful moments ever. And to feel so much support and love from people that I did admire so much or that I had so much faith in. Like, I can't describe like for people who are not in the film industry, but depending on whatever thing you're endeavoring. To feel that level of, like, you feel like you're walking a tightrope. Like, if you make any wrong choice, you're going to plummet, like, a billion feet to your death kind of thing. But they're the ones that build the safety net underneath, you know? And, like, okay, if I fail, to have some level of, like, trust that you'll get caught when you fall is invaluable. So having you there was huge. I also was just intimidated because all y'all have been on sets in different capacities, and I was, like, so stressed out. I'm like, oh my God, Scott has notes for me. I know he has notes for me. <laughs> like,
0: I'm doing this for <laughs> <wrong." laughs> uh,
2: I think I told you later that I, I might have. But like, yeah. at the same time, it's, it was your show to run. You know? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of one of those, I know my role, I'm, I'm there to assist you for the day. Yeah. Um, so I'm willing to help out any way you, you needed it. And, and you, you had you had the rest of it. Yeah. So.
1: You did. You did so much. So thank you. And it was out of that whole circus that our short film was kind of birthed because after multiple locations, a large set, a large cast, a large crew, I was like, "Oh hell no!" Like my goal last year was on my vision board was to finish a short film, and like I said this to Trust. Trust was on the uh, podcast a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. uh, I told him that I maybe I have my flaws, but I'm a I'm a determined queen. Like I. I fall off or I'm inconsistent or I cry because I'm freaking out. But then I get back on the freaking horse and I like, am like, I got this. I have to do it. So I was being really, really um, stubborn about I want to make this short film. So in this exercise, people don't uh, really know the backstory, which is why we're here. I wanted to make an efficient short film that could be achieved with a compelling story with two characters in one location in a very short amount of time. That was my creative exercise. So if people are trying to curious, like, where did I come up with the idea? That's how I came up with the idea. I was literally in my home, in my kitchen, being like, what kind of story could we tell right here? And then that was it. And so I had an idea, I wrote it down, and immediately the first person I thought of was you and Grant. And so, like, because because I, I have this Rolodex of creatives that I've been able to work with over the years. And, yeah, I was just like, no, this would be really fun. And me being the ambitious queen that I was for squad, I was like, what are the things I need to have learned from that experience? Where was it that you didn't have the know-how? What is it that you want to contribute to this project? So everything, like, that whole thing taught me so much where I then came to you of like, Scott, I think you'd be really great. Will you, will you direct this for me? Cause I wrote it and i had written and directed squad i didn't act in it, but i wanted to act in this one obviously mm. for budgetary reasons too so i don't have to you know get another actor but also <laughs> also cuz i wanted to act in it um and then that's how i came to you and then you're well, so how how is your you pick up the baton now how was it receiving the project
2: it was actually really so i still remember after squad had wrapped you you had gone back to you know it was your first time directing in um you realize how much of a whirlwind it was and i said you know i'd always love to direct something that that you wrote i know that if directing is something that you want to do of course 100 go for it you know like direct your own thing um but if there's something that you also want to act in it's hard to this is based off of my experience of um being doing music videos so before doing narratives right like i, I only did music videos and sometimes the the artist also wanted to, Wanted to be the director, and I was like, "That's going to be hard because you you have to be on screen. You like this is you. The product is you. You can't direct yourself, <laughs> really. Yeah. Or else we're going to take a lot. We're going to eat a lot of time
0: mm-hmm.
2: on like you looking back on it. So it's a uh, it was an honor for real, like to to finally eleven years in the making uh, <laughs> for us to since we've met to work on something together, and uh, I was just appreciative that you trusted me with your script and. This also goes back to like the the period between squad, where you Grant and I, just like sat in my backyard mm-hmm. and talked about like, hey, we could really make great things together, and it just we just need to keep each other accountable, mm-hmm. and the fact that you you uh, are the first one to to bring your your written script to you know our eyes and um, pitch it to us and we were able to make it happen. Um, I think it was great. Like I couldn't have thought of a better way to do it with the three of us since we talked about it for a long time, you know, like the trust we have in all of us, I think is what helped out a lot. For sure.
1: Here's my thing of like realizing where I need to take accountability for myself in terms of where my own ambition is, is like, um, it's a hindrance, right? Like where it's it's hard. And that's for me, It's it's been an ego check, but it's also just a practicality check. It's not everything I think I want to do is out of ego. It's just out of like joy and excitement. Like I'm excited to try to contribute to a creative project in X, Y, Z way. All of those things. And that's, it can be a challenge because you cannot realistically do all those things to the excellence that you want when you're trying to wear all those hats at one time, i.e., directing yourself, being the writer, being the producer, being the actor, all that stuff, right? Um, there's a time and place maybe where that's achievable and there's others where it's like, you really just trust other people. And that was always like a tough thing for me to learn how to choose. So, and it was really funny too. So that's happening in Minji land. Also in Scott Minji Scotland, I personally... Was excited because we had had that talk and you, I think you give props to you, Scott, because you, you know, Grant, Grant's one of your best friends. Is he your like best friend? Is he your BFF? Top, top two. Top two. Grant top is two. one of the best. We have to, do, can we do a Grant love fest right now? Oh, what absolutely. Do you love, what do you love about Grant? Grant is our DP. He's our director of photography or cinematographer. Let's oh, love man, on Grant man. for a second.
2: Grant, Grant has this really great, ah, like all the time it goes to without saying like he will go above and beyond um just just as a friend you know like to try to make you feel better to he'll know something's wrong he'll um, just be there i think one of our favorite things we all say together is uh if a friend asks for help you help them you know Mm -hmm. so it's like that's from a tv show but it's also you know something that he holds true and he just has this innate way to bring the best out and, and, and not only, you know, friends, but, like, people he works with. Like, I've, I've worked with him on sets, like, commercial sets, uh, shoots and stuff like that. Um, the way he's able to talk to talent and crew and keep the morale high, like, it's... And, you know, it's crazy. I know he's got his own struggles, too, but he hides it so well and, like, puts everyone else, like, first. It's, it's, it's incredible. And um, you really don't know if, you know... he's doing until you like catch him alone and then like you you talk to him and I'm just like oh man like then that's when you got to be there for Grant too and I just the fact that the fact that he's always there and and willing to do whatever it takes like that speaks volumes I can't say enough good things about him he's like literally one of the best guys I know Uh, I love
1: that and I copy and paste everything you said and also, like, to add to the Grant love, Grant Bell, you are so insanely talented. And, like, you, I've met a lot of different talented people that have a lot of ego, like, on a spectrum. Grant has, like, the least amount of ego. in like, the way, I mean, like, needing validation and then unconsciously seeking that all the time, he doesn't. Like, it's kind of mind-boggling the caliber of his work or, like, the people that he works with. He is he is not a bragger. He's just a sharer. Like if he shares, like he yeah. worked with like yeah. the Kardashians one day, or for Vanity Fair doing actually, like he doesn't do it in a way that's like very L.A. Hollywoody. Like and today I did them. It's like he's like, hey, I got to work on this amazing thing. Shout out to he knows everybody's name. Like those little mm. things, those intricacies that I've I picked up on over the many years of being around all different kinds of creatives. That is a trait that I admire so much, and it is not forced. It's not feigned. It is one hundred percent genuine. And he's a friend. Like I feel like when you say a friend asks for help, help. He's a friend that's like, if, even if a friend doesn't ask for help, you help. Like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It's honestly, just crazy. Yeah. That's uh, that's who that's who he is. And then, I mean, that's just that's just him. I like, and he believes in people. That's the crazy part. Like yeah. he gets yeah, and. Sometimes I don't know what he sees to believe in, like, you know, you, know, you always talk about no self-deprecation. But, you know, sometimes you have that self-doubt and that imposter syndrome stuff. Yeah. Like, he will bring people up, like, all the time. like For sure. Yeah. And actually, yeah.
1: he and I got to work together because the way I got to work with him first was in Lisa Mania, which is my small supporting role in my, my first feature film, where he's the DP. And I was, in general, just so blown away by that whole crew. That crew, the way that they collaborated, like, gen- I've been on awful sets. Some of the sets are, like, for very large studios, like, being background or whatever. Like, I've been on sets that feel awful, where, like, nobody's on the team together. They're all, like, bitching at each other. They're all, like, trying to one-up each other or override each other. It is, like I get sick of this word, but it's extremely toxic. Like, I just, I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't care that I'm, like, doing this big budget studio thing that I know everyone in the grand, if they look at my IMDb or if they like look at the gram, they're going to be like, Oh my God, that's such a big deal. But for me, it was one of the worst experiences of my life versus this indie set where like Grant and Sean and all the, our friends that are genuinely working shoestring budget or like, or no budget making miracles happen because they're simply efficient because they are working well together. That is, Blew my mind. So when Grant and I worked together on that, I was just like, this guy's going places. Like I, I, I may not be good at everything, Scott, but I think I have an eye for talent. And I was like, Grant's going to freaking fly. This guy is like, not only is he good at what he does, but he's a good person. So then when I know that you and him are friends too, and I actually knew that you and him are friends from years ago because I used to drop you off at his place when he used to (laughs) visit LA as a visitor, that's just like better and better and better. Um, so that's how far back this little tripod goes for that we did for this Honestly project. And at your house, I will also say, besides the Minji universe, what I was saying is you and Grant, I think, are such a great duo. On top of that, like, we, Grant and I both believe in you, like, so crazy. And I also was being an instigator, like, being Nuna Big Sister. And I was like, Scott, you have talked about this, and I love you, and I know you have the talent, but you're not like doing the thing. So, I'm gonna give you an opportunity sidebar. I'm gonna be mingy about it. I'm gonna make you do the thing because like you can do the thing, you gotta do the thing to do the thing. do you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah no, absolutely. and I needed that uh, for lack <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, I need that kick in the butt, right? So it was uh it was uh, a nice kick in the butt from you, but it was also like from reality, right? like it's kind of like. Prove, prove it prove prove that you can do it prove that they what they believe in you you can do so um, mm-hmm. and the best part is doing it with each, each other I, that's literally the best part of it I, I think back to I mean just having fun on sets and it's just like the fact that we all in our creative fields can come together and create something cohesive and um, enjoyed by the audience yeah. mm-hmm. we'll go we'll go into that more yeah. enjoyed might be you know a, a <laughs> word to use <laughs> um, but you know no, it was just like being there for each other and like uh, supporting each other and, and having each other's back again like going back to like squad and stuff like that like mm-hmm. important to be there so um, yeah that's a, that's a kick the butt I needed and I appreciate you
1: so I'm good for what can I say yeah. sometimes yeah. I, I, I I've, I've been as consciously like careful about like don't overdo it but I was like in that there's the trust there's the love and I was like no I'm gonna do it I was like Scott We're doing this I don't care what you say No I care what you say But you know <laughs> we, got, we gotta go We gotta go How did you interpret You and, you and Grant Like but for real For real Like be real Because we've already done it I, I love you to death And I will not take mm-hmm. any offense How did you feel When you when you read the script And like Because I was just like Hey make this Do you want to make this thing I wasn't like Force I cannot force you to You're on your Your, your own man But when I gave it to you What did you think
2: <laughs> Uh I think it was one of the first things, because I don't think you, you didn't send me the script for Squad.
1: Mm -hmm, I didn't.
2: Um, Yeah. So it was one of the first things I read of yours. And immediately as I read it, I was just trying to get into the characters, Mm -hmm. you know, like um, seeing how um, they could portray, what's the realistic, um, I guess not realistic, but how much realism can we get out of it? Um, And how can you portray a world in the short frame that it was? Um, i loved it i loved man i'm trying to figure out soft things i can say that don't give um, <laughs>
1: this like is so mind. annoying all the listeners are like we <laughs> haven't seen it and this is you yeah, we're yeah, trying yeah. not to spoil it sorry guys
2: i guess no no like i um i loved how it traveled um reading it and of course we we all had our own creative input and and notes um and and that's what we did you know once after you gave it to us we we each gave our feedback uh, initially yeah we we loved how it how it traveled and how how it came to an conclusion, um, and then the difference was like how do we express that visually, right? With with Grant and how do how do I want to give my little symbolism and nuance in terms of like directing and progressing the story, mm-hmm. uh, in the storytelling. So I think you had the blueprint down, and then when we went back and forth for a couple more months, I think it really fine tuned and mm-hmm. it became what it was. You know. Um, I still think, I mean, you know, we're always gonna be our biggest critics, but I'm just like, ah, maybe we should do something else. But at the same time, it's been received pretty well thus far. So
1: I yeah, I'm very proud of the thing, and I think it's been a it is it's been a journey. Also, caveat, it took a couple months because you're a very busy groomsman. I'll say oh, that dude. my impatient ass. I wanted this in like, when I gave it to you guys, I was like, let's make this in the next two weeks. I was like, ready to go. But you had to, you had to travel because you're a really good friend and you're high in demand to get it. But I'm just saying.
2: it took yeah, a minute yeah. to schedule
1: Scott because he kind of like, he's got a busy uh, dance card.
2: Oh God, don't mention my dancing. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's so many videos, so many directing videos of my dancing at weddings. Uh, so no. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Jeez, we don't we don't relive those lives anymore. I'm now I understand when I was younger and I would try to get you to drink and you're like I was like yeah, let's hit the dance floor you're like no 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 now I'm like yeah no I get it. Uh, I no, get in the yeah, dance no.
1: floor I just don't want to do a tequila like you're trying to get me to like be bombed and I was like literally Scott I will die if I take the shot of tequila. I'm like come on Minji. like no. <laughs> don't be
0: a wimp
2: No.
1: Yeah no, I, I don't, was like oh, uh, geez, I don't want to die.
2: No, you're absolutely right. Because I feel that now and I still don't listen to myself even when someone's like, no, you shouldn't do that. I'm like,
0: ah, we
2: talking. <laughs> um, Anyways, uh, no, yeah, that was a busy summer. I still remember like, yeah, we had uh, scheduling conflicts and then I remember at some point I was like, hey, if you really need to get it done, you can do it without me. Like, it's fine. And you were like, no. <laughs> and I appreciate you for that. But I was just like, listen, it seems like, because I remember we had like doodles. Were they doodles? doodles. Yes,
1: we had many doodles.
2: <clears throat> and then like... Everyone was available here. And I was like, I'm out of town that weekend. I'm sorry. Scott,
1: you're killing me, man.
2: It was like, yeah, yeah. it's like one out of seven weddings I had last year. So
1: For real. And you're best man in some of them. I'll tell you, anybody who's interested in being a producer, like producing is largely producers... Are doodlers and emailers like that's it? It's just coordination. So this is where I was like, people that are interested in in film. I actually have a friend that I've been and been getting to know a lot over the last year, and she's like an amazing person who project manages in tech. And I was like, you can one hundred percent work in filmmaking. It's the same stuff of just like coordination and making things happen. So yes, we would we'll be future sponsored by Doodle is what I'm manifesting. Um, (laughs) But we made it work, and we actually filmed our short film. The day before I left for Korea. And that was a bold decision on my but I was so stubborn, like we are making this happen. And that's that is the right. only time that our actors are free. And it's crew that's like a small crew, but we're doing it. Um so that was fun.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's right. I remember uh man, it was like you had I think me and Grant had something the 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 day before. And then you were like, we're leaving. I'm leaving the next day. I was like, next oh, morning. <laughs> yeah. Next morning. I was like, oh, shit. So like, it's like, it's like today. Like, this is, <laughs> this, is the, this is the only day we got. So we got to make it count. And I just remember uh, we were getting it done. I mean, from from walkthrough to uh, the small read that table read, I guess, mm-hmm. small one online table read that we had and
1: mm-hmm.
2: just feeling really confident enough that everyone can deliver.
1: Yeah. And I was, I was very confident and it came together. And I think also Scott and I have this like extensive background in doing live events. I mean, you've worked on so many other like projects like music videos and all the commercial shoots that you've done with Grant. And so that's not to discount that, but we also know like live events is a whole different beast because there are no retakes and everything, every second matters. Um, it's a good, I think it's a good boot camp, like an extremely good boot camp for people who want to, work in film like yeah. i personally it, like over prepared me in certain ways and under prepared me in others
2: yeah because it's a lot of moving elements at once and you gotta you gotta learn how to do that like balance it all and not miss a beat and what i love about creating anything on video or cinematic wise like oh cut run it back <laughs> <laughs> set it back up can we get another angle can we can we try that line again whereas like when it's live you're like that's it that's it
1: um, oh damn okay (laughs) can we try to move on to forget about that moment that we can't do anything about because that happened yeah yeah. can you do you have any moments from that you can share i've had multiple moments where i was just i remember having the feeling of like having a a little stroke in the middle of a show because like it's like mic mics don't work the light cue didn't happen like People curse unexpectedly. Family friendly <laughs> show.
2: People go on for uh, an hour over their time.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well, uh, yeah. That was quite. That was quite. That was one of the worst nights in my life.
2: <laughs> no, uh, I've. I mean, in, in like club DC, right? We've had some of that moments, or or moments I wish didn't happen because I was just like, oh, this person is. I mean, you're not in control of it, right? Like in terms of like creating something ourselves um that's not live in the storytelling format like we can kind of take control of the storytelling whereas like some live shows some people will cater to judges or cry and I'm just like you don't need to do that <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to do that man like it's okay. Some tea
1: spilling here today.
2: Oh, I mean, don't you know? Don't don't put that in there.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, but these are like across many shows. And I'm so curious what you think. We'll get to that. We'll we'll take. We have to take a little break in a second for, to run stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. I wanted. I want to know what you think. But coming back to our project, you know, hmm. like. It's funny because as, as a director side, on the creative side, people will learn. It's just like you guys are getting the look behind the curtain from the director side. Obviously, your mission is to make sure that we get the, the shots that we need, that we get the performances that we need in order to tell this bigger story that you have envisioned with Grant and with mm-hmm. my consultation. That's why I really appreciate us working together, because as a writer in different scenarios and different I imagine in like studio settings, they don't get that much of a say. They get to like be the blueprint maker uh, they're called upon, this is k- crazy because we're still in the middle of the WGA strike, but they're like called upon to fix certain things and like they they are the structural, they're the architect, right? Mm-hmm. And then also, I I actually like, so they're an architect, but like the directors and you, you translate it, you like interpret it, you translate it to the visual, you oversee mm-hmm. the edit and you actually edited our short, stuff like that. So there's like a, a relinquishing of control again, even from my side as director to say like, okay, well, Scott's got this, like now this is going to turn into what, he interprets of this thing that I wrote um but there's like so many different agendas on on this thing because I have my vision you have your d- vision as director I got to respect that but then also I'm producing it and being mm-hmm. <laughs> it mm-hmm. so that's like the stress that comes on the set that honestly like I just say this because whoever may be interested in making stuff, like everyone has their agenda and as producer, you're like, OK, we're doing like many shots on this shot and we got like 80 more shots to do. And like, I don't know how much light we have and I don't know how much food we have. And there's like, a you know, hourly rate and the actor's got to go at this certain time. You're just juggling a million things. Right. So mm. that's the trust. This is why I say like that trust and camaraderie is so key because there's a communication of how we acted towards one another when things were potentially tense or things don't turn out the way that we want it or, you know what
2: I mean? Right, right. I think the, the one of the benefits that we had was, I mean, yes, everyone has their own vision and it's a collaborative effort, really. Um, and for the most part, we're on the same page. So I think that worked out in our favor. But uh, even from, like, literally first shot up, right, uh, we noticed, like, oh, there's, there's some trouble with, like... Uh, Getting the lines out right away, or having it seem natural, where we're like, okay, quickly. Like, we did two sh- uh, two takes of that and regrouped and talked amongst all three of us, and we're like, what's the best way we can make this seem more natural? Because it, like, as you're saying them, um, it's fine, but at the same time, it's just kind of on on screen and my director's monitor. I was just like, it doesn't, it feels low force. So like, how can we, how can we streamline this? You know, mm-hmm. and I think it was the best way just to follow the, follow the print of the script as much as you can uh, give way to like following the, the, the actual script but also giving you guys space to freelance a little bit uh, and I think that ended up great and it became more natural um, and the fact that we're all like yeah that's what we got to do like immediately was like all right cool we're down.
1: Easy decision keep moving.
2: yeah, yeah. it was it was a lot of like does this make sense? Can we 86 this? Uh, sure. Are we still going to do this? Yes. Are we still going to get this coverage? Yes. Um, do we need this right now? No. Let's move this to a later time. And this would be great with an AD, but like we didn't have one for the day. We didn't so we have went, one! Yeah. Um, it was just cool that like all three of us can can understand what the the whole process was and what it took and understand that like none of us want to see the... like We want this to succeed, so it was even though we had to give and take some like it was we're willing to do that you know yeah
1: now reliving it that's it was like and i even okay so this one being the smaller project of the two that i did last year the bigger one being a lot bigger and a lot more people it still was the same vibe and that's something that i take away as is a creative in general whether i'm going to be producing acting whatever eping Mm -hmm. things um because i have every intention of making more things The first ones were the hardest because I felt the least prepared. And the least, obviously, I was the least prepared in a lot of ways because I had no experience under my belt in being in the driver's seat in that way. But I think the big takeaway that I have from what we made um, was that having good vibes creates efficiency. And if you have the trust, then you can make better choices that lead to a better product. When you are adversarial or you treat each other like you're not on my team, I give a shit about this project, but you don't, which is completely untrue. Everybody wants to have the best outcome. Um, Assuming the best out of each other goes a Mm -hmm. very long way in productivity. It's not just for like kumbaya vibes. It like Mm -hmm. literally leads to better decision making and you don't have to sit and squabble about it. You can put your ego aside. You can think things through a little bit better and just trust each other and like, okay, go. Like that was my biggest takeaway.
2: Right, no, absolutely, and it's. I feel like it was a constant checks and balances between all three of us, and it yeah. like worked out. Like, if we got a little bit off task, Grant would reel me back in. If if I feel like uh, the crew was getting off task, <laughs> I would I would reel them back in. Or, but we're all willing to help out, even like move things, like even even do all stuff like that. So I, I I love that, and I th- I think you're right. Like, when when you're all on the same page and working together, and know what the end goal is, like it it's so much better than being uh, ad- adversarial.
1: Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> okay, Not so, a
2: word in my vocabulary.
1: Now it is. Now it is, Scott. Mm. Um, mm. Before we go to a quick break, I'm curious, like, in terms of the, like, I think it was really a challenge of, like, rising to the occasion for all fronts, all of us having to rise to the occasion in terms of our inexperience or just, like, this is a new project, this is the first time we are working together, right, like, in this capacity... Even if you're experienced in other realms, like this is the first for all of us in certain ways. but And definitely for you is like being, you're the director, you're the driver. How did you feel about rising to the occasion in this? You were saying like, you know, you wanted to, you had the attitude of like, I'm going to prove it. Like, yeah. how'd you feel about that? Like,
2: uh, just about this. Uh, so <clears throat> I felt perfect going into it. Um, there's always going to be a, a little bit of anxiousness, right? With anything you approach. Um, but I was very confident in in the story we had the the attitude of the of the crew in general. we like since we already knew each other, and um, I did have a big chip on my shoulder to prove it because it's I, I used to do music videos only, and <clears throat> you can hide a lot in music videos. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, I mean, you're laying a base. Track over and then cutting a lot, you can you can oh, get away with a lot. True, true, true. So so getting sound and stuff like that, and it's not only that. It's like it was. It's not only for me to prove it. Actually, it's it's more of um, all of us to prove it. You're writing, you're producing, Grant's DPing because Grant's you know done features and stuff like that too. But he wants to do more narratives and approaching it how we did and knowing that we had a little to no budget or like a shoestring budget, it was kind of like if we can make this. To me, this is how this is how I approach it. If we can make this something people enjoyed uh, in the time frame that they we were given in the the restraints we were given, right? Um, a compelling story, like it's undeniable what we could do with more of budget, more of a crew and stuff like that. So that was a, a big proving point to me, not not just for me alone, like for everyone.
1: Yeah. 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 So I'm glad. I'm glad you feel that way. And I I think it's funny that you can like take that chip on a shoulder and like transmute it. I think there's sometimes there's this like a toxic positivity thing of like always just be rainbows and roses and love. Like I, I'm guilty of that too. hundred percent that like, that's a lot of what I preach. I do practice it a lot. And I do think there is a limit to its utility. Like I do think it's just as a person, I have, I have a lot of issues with a lot of things. (laughs) much of which you hear me like in full effect no filter all the curse words um be very honest about my feelings but how to put that all those feelings the anxiety the anger the needing to prove things and the self doubt even like transmuting it to something that like is positive that is something that you end up ultimately proud of i think that's a good way to like utilize the anger not be like, oh, I'm not angry. Like, I don't, I'm not a person that's like, don't be angry. It's like, we'll put it somewhere that's, that's like something that you can feel good about. Yeah. Like, why just stop there, you know?
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I don't know if I was angry.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> for not thing. for you. I was for me. Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I have rage about stuff, but like, yeah. or just things to prove, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. I think it's, it's also, it was a combination of like, we all have something to prove and like, you know, all our parts. You're writing, my directing, you're producing, Grant's DPing. It's like we all had something on the line that I feel like we can prove we can, we can do more. And I think one of my favorite things that I've heard, too, is like, uh, if you believe in people, people will come through.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
2: like that, too. So, like, it was kind of like all of us willing to do that. Not just, you know, not just us three, like everyone that Slim, you know, and Tony and... Yeah. And Joe, you know, it was just kind of like we all believed enough in each other. Um, and Sarah. That we could, and Sarah, sorry. And Sarah <laughs> and, and Larissa and James. Yeah. You know, like everyone that was there, you know, it was just, um, we all had something to prove. Whether or not we'd like to admit it, there was something to prove. Uh, and, and we were all able to do that together. And I think that's great. That's yeah. truly wonderful.
1: Yeah. I'm really uh, proud of us. Also, one last thing this is something that I feel a little like. Strange saying, but I want to. I want to be brave enough to call it out for my own. So I don't know how to like preface this, but like, I for both of my for both honestly, we didn't even like say what the name of the project for honestly, which oh, is shit. the short <laughs> that I just got it. I'll say it in. The, I said it in the intro. <clears throat> it's fine, but cool. so like for honestly and for squad for me, it was a big financial investment too. So as being executive producer, I know that both of these were like low budget things, especially our project was like extremely low budget, but I was really, again, really determined of like, I want to make something and I want to make it done. and I want it done by the, so I had to, for me internally too, I guess why I'm explaining this is that For me, as a a woman, that felt a lot of different type of way about me being able to make any kind of money. The hustle that I've been um, doing my best to like expand and grow as a voice actor, as a producer, you know, of a a feature documentary, doing a lot of work for free, um, you know, still hosting things, trying to build my podcast, doing this as a creative to have any sort of like extra funds to like put into your own stuff is such a luxury it's a luxury and a privilege and it's a luxury and privilege that i earned so that the fact that i could spend that kind of money to invest and like at every level having the audacity to invest in myself in my own writing do you know what i'm saying like i would naturally feel more comfortable previous minji would have felt more comfortable putting in funds into other people's kickstarters and other people's projects and i just came for me to kick my own ass why are you not, like, putting, as, you know, something on the line besides your creativity and being vulnerable in the creative aspect? If you believe in yourself, like, put your money where your mouth is. Like, do it. Literally. Make it. So that yeah. was, like, that's also why it meant a lot for me to decide to do that, to work with people I love and trust, to feel good about how I was investing that, and to feel like that the team that we assembled and worked with honored that. That's, like... I'm saying that because I wanted to EP a lot more projects. And I want to be really careful about how I invest that f- those funds because I do think the ROI, right, the return on investment, not only of money but of time and energy, I care very deeply about that. Like I don't want to put any of those things, my time, money, or energy into something that's not going to feel like at the end like, damn, I'm so proud and so glad I did that. If it's not that, I don't want to be part of it. So – To me, it's just, I want to add that it's like, I am proud of myself. Like the fact that I could fund my own projects as small as they were for me was monumental because it, it proved to myself that I could invest in myself and bank on myself and that I was right about it because what we created, we'll get to that. But like what we created, (laughs) I still was like that you can't, you can't put a measurement on that feeling Of like we did this together We finished this damn thing And then after the break We'll come back and talk about Getting into festivals But that was a big deal So I just want to acknowledge Like I'm so proud of you And I'm also really proud of me Because I never thought I could be that person That I wanted to be In terms of that way As an executive and, uh,
2: producer Yeah I mean you did put You kicked the ass you know I and mean? <laughs> I'm glad to hear this this side of you honestly right right now, because I you're asking me like how I felt. Like now now it's great to hear the fire and how you felt. Like I was like, yo, <laughs> hell yeah. <Like> <laughs> oh,
1: that means a lot. I love it. Okay, we'll take a really quick break and then we'll be back to talk more about our journey rising to the challenge. BRB.
2: Say what? to me, so obnoxious. <laughs>
1: Hey, I'm Kim Cooper, and I co-host the podcast Asians in Baseball alongside Naomi Ko and Scott Okamoto. Asians in Baseball is exactly what it sounds like, a podcast about the Asian and Asian Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander Americans in Major League Baseball. Every week, we break down the highlights of what's going on with Asians in Baseball and then take a deeper dive into the Asian and Asian Americans past and present who have shaped baseball as it is today. Whether you're Kim Eng's number one fan or you've never even heard of Hideo Nomo, we've got something for everyone, especially for the Shohei Otani stands, Maybe too much for the Shohei Otani stands. Listen to Asians in Baseball wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective. Hey, First of All fam, if you're a fan of the show and would like to support, consider backing us on Patreon. You can join our Discord community and get different perks by going to patreon.com slash podcast. If you'd like to support in other ways, you can go check out firstofallpod.com or subscribe and leave a five-star rating on your favorite platform or just follow me on Instagram because I love hearing from you. Thank you all so much for the support and enjoy the show.
0: How did we get so low? Oh, no. yeah. Tell me now. Oh, no. How did we get so bros? Oh, no.
1: And we're back. How you oh, no. feeling? Are you refreshed?
2: I feel are, great.
1: Are you rejuvenated as a person?
2: I, I'm i going to feel rejuvenated talking to you anyway. So, okay. really good. Yeah.
1: so Thank you. That means a lot. So, okay, we finished the film. We did the whole thing. We got... And we got it uh, submitted to a film festival, which was wild. So that was even a crunch for time. So we didn't even talk about posts, but you came through. You're so clutched. And can we just I want to talk about the posting, because that was a journey in and of itself. Getting our freaking short film made. Why, Scott? Well, from your interpretation, I'm curious how how you felt presenting it to me. <laughs> I want to start off by saying
2: because I was an idiot.
0: <laughs> what? I, like,
2: I was like, oh yeah, I can I can I can edit it. I used to base edit it in the past, like old YouTube things, and then and then I uh started trying to do it on the MacBook Air that I recently got and realized oh man, I cannot do this on a MacBook Air, and I had to come uh, back to you like, hey, I can't do this right now. We need we need more. We need more power. We need more power. <laughs> i was i was like my macbook air was dying yeah um yeah so we shout outs to uh what was the what was the rental company we used
1: i'll find it but yeah
2: shout the, out to, shout out to them you know And then
1: we'll find them and yeah. do a shout out but yeah. yes we had to rent a computer
2: uh but showing showing it to you first the rough the, the very first rough cut made me nervous um and then we even talked more. I mean, I, I appreciate the uh you're like, "No, we're going to sit down, we're going to go through all of it." And I was like, "I've done this for hours, but sure." And Then sh- <laughs> sure enough, you were able to we were able to see more things and have more eyes on it and and come through with the product that we had, you know, and trust uh, and
1: flexibility.
2: Tr- trust and flexibility. And I'm, I'm I'm a huge stickler for like small continuity things that most people wouldn't notice. I feel like and like if, if it if it didn't if it didn't always sync up or match up, like, you know, me remember when I was like talking about the hands.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, it was important, hands. but that <laughs> for, was so good. Me. Yeah. And yeah. I that's I love that you care about that because that's stuff that bothers me and like major productions. I was like, why did they mm-hmm. do that? That is just I'm completely out of it now. I hate it. I just like for 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 every viewer. It's different for me. I get hung up because I think devil's in the details. And when you catch the details and you care about the details, it makes it that much more compelling. Because it just Mm -hmm. blends in together. And you care about that. Which I was like, I respect that, Scott. But we had a meltdown because I... Well, we didn't. Minji had a meltdown. (laughs) Because not only did Minji write and produce this, she acted in it. And she had a major issue with herself on camera. Oh, yeah. Poor poor Scott had to deal with all of that. Because you were busting your butt, like, editing the whole thing. And then I was like... I was, like, so simultaneously moved by, like so proud of, like, oh, my God, the thing that I wrote, like, you made it. Like, what? It was, like, mind-blowing, and I loved your interpretation of it, and then at the same time, I was like, I look like a fucking hobgoblin. I hate this.
2: <laughs> and I kept telling you, no, you don't. You look you look fine. You look great. I did
1: not. I Objectively, didn't I object to you, Scott? I love you, but no. Like, I, I, see, this is terrible. I'm just setting myself up because whenever somebody watches it, Cause it will go, (laughs) it will go public at some point, but you know what? It's fine. This is the real truth of how I felt. I was so upset. I'm sorry. It's okay. That's not your fault. It was, this is the issue of being the actor. It's like, okay, I have all these things I want to say and express and be, but then like being, it's the vanity part, like truth. Mm. Like for real, I was like, I look horrendous. What is wrong with my posture? Why do I look like that? Why is my expression... Like, I was so in my head. And I don't I don't know if to. I need to credit that to being, like, a Korean female. It might be... Honestly, I do think it's highly influenced. Like, how obsessive... Korean people in general... Everybody is vain. Like, let's be real. Korean people are exceedingly vain. And, like, are just concerned about their appearance. So, mm-hmm. it, like, messed me up, Scott. I don't know if I fully...
2: Yeah, Express no, you didn't tell too. me that. No,
1: it
0: messed me up.
2: I think that okay. So what I do, th- what I do think is that w- you're always hypercritical of yourself. I've known that for you for the last eleven years. I've known you
0: mm-hmm. for sure.
2: Um, I think you focus on some of the screenshots and like freeze frames that are definitely there, <laughs> <laughs> where you're like, ew, <laughs> like I have a, like a triple chin here, like Midia. That lasts like a half a second. Like, you know, like I'm just I like, yo, rely. Care. Yeah, I was just like, yo, chill, you look great. Like literally, uh in the opening scene between two of you, you look great. I think that banter quick like quick witted part, it is charming as shit. Uh, excuse my <laughs> language. Like I'm just it's like, fine. yo, that's adorable. Like I think you're overthinking some of it, but again, it, it does come down to the actor and the bandy and stuff like that, and maybe yeah. maybe a wee bit of the Korean background. I don't know if
1: all the influences.
2: Feel...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate the... that. That that That's part of this journey. I, I'm mm. saying it to be completely for real because w- what we were saying earlier about like what we are endeavoring, like there's layers to it, right? Not only like trying to prove it to yourself and others, but like the the internal thing that goes on in our head of like, can I do this? Am I good enough? The way we qualify those things is so different, right? For you, it might be like, oh, is it, like, I'm curious for you, like, when do you feel like something is a success? Because to me, it was, a like, a sucker punch to my gut and my face to, like, Minji, is this going to be the thing that holds you back from, like, truly pursuing acting? And I'll be, like, for real, like, there's parts of me in the past that felt so much more comfortable behind a mic. uh for a lot of reasons, voiceover acting and podcasting and all that stuff, even why I didn't want to do video for like YouTube is because I didn't want to be concerned about that because it is of concern to me. You know, like just truth be told, I get so self-conscious about the way that I am received by the world. There's a million things behind that. We talked about body image on this podcast, but like that was as me as an actor, If I look at it objectively, I'm like, this is, for me, I'm looking at Minji perform in this. I'm like, Minji's just being a girl. She's just being a woman at home, doing her thing with her boo. Like, that's it. And to me, that, I could see the beauty in that and the naturalness. and like. But to me, as Minji, the actor, I'm just criticizing the hell out of, like, how I look and my posture and all these other things that are seemingly minute, but to me, like, are crushing my motivation to want to do this again, which I think is so messed up. But that's the truth.
2: I yeah, that it's unfortunate to hear cuz honestly I've I've heard enough no no negative feedbacks on on your character.
1: Well, well who would? No, okay. Okay, that's good oh. on my character.
2: But I was saying I'm just I'm just saying like looks and character, right? Like no one's come up to me after they've seen it and been like, "God, that, that woman you chose is horrendous. <laughs> Why did you give that rap?" <laughs> so,
0: that's
2: good I to know. A, um. <laughs> Uh shit, what was the question? Uh when How do when, you how
1: do you define this success? Cuz that's also uh, like like is it just like okay, we finished it and yay, oh we got in a film festival, yay, or we get an Oscar. You know like that I think that goes to like bigger things of like well, what are cuz we're manifesting dreams and hopes here on our show. That's what we do.
2: Uh I think right now mm. right now how I define success. Of course, we, the, the big dreams like the Oscars, right? Like one, one, one of these days. Uh, See, I don't even
1: care about the Oscars. I know how y'all campaign and like how much money that takes and like the politics. Mm, I'm good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway. No, I think <laughs> um, the way I define success right now is like, did I have or, or we, right? Like, did we have fun creating it? Is mm-hmm. it something we fully enjoyed and uh, a story we've Felt like we should tell. Um, uh, for me, a big step was, and I've told you this before, in doing videos for clients, right? Like, I don't own it afterwards. So once we finish it, they just have it. So for us to. Even you asked me like immediately after the, the end of the shoot day, you went, So after you edited it, what do you want to do with it? And I went, I don't know. <laughs> It's like, um like I'm used to just giving it to people or posting on the internet, and that's where it lives. Yeah, and you're like, do you want to enter into some festivals? I was like, sure, why not? I've never never done that before.
0: Mm-hmm. And even
2: though, even though, like you were like um, very confident in the at least the L A A P F F one, right? If you weren't confident in it, you definitely sold me that you were confident. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. I mean. Uh, we have a good shot, I think, because we're Asian in, in LA. <laughs> uh, but also, I wasn't—I wasn't like for sure, like, oh, we got it in the bag. So once we got the like the email that I was like you made, like you got in, I was like, yo, what? But yeah. also, part of me was like, yeah, of course. But also, wait, what? But of yeah. course, but what? Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was both of like, yes, of course you should. But then also, like.
0: Oh, really?
2: Was yeah. <laughs> was it? Uh, no, yeah. it, was, it was cool. And I think the immediate, um, again, from le- letting things live online, difference um, to being in that theater and then like having having people come up. I don't, I don't know if people came up to you later. People definitely came up to me later and were like, yo, we loved it. And I had no idea who these people were. Mm-hmm. That, that felt like a success to me. Yeah, you know, like I think the way I approach anything I make, whether it's small or, or like short or long, it's just kind of like I I, I I like to use like the up method from Disney, where it's like, can I take you through a journey in like twelve minutes?
0: Can mm-hmm.
2: we? Can you feel all the thing? I think that's successful. You suck someone, someone or the audience in to a, a believable world for however long you've created, and to me, that's a success. So.
1: Word. I love that. That's, I think, I and I hope, because I have, I have high confidence in, like, the next, all the years and all the different projects you're going to do. I hope that you and I both remain true to what we define as success, because I'm very similar to, like, a firm, like, I want to have fun doing it. To me, I've watched a lot of different successful people make make their way to success and beyond and have triumphs and failures and all that. And I'll never know their full personal journey. Um, But I do think out of everything I've done, the ones that I feel the most that stick in my mind, besides the, you know, traumatizing toxic environments are all the ones where like, it was just truly a joy to be in the process of making it. And then at the end, all that to me is like a really amazing bonus the fact that you and I and Grant and and Slim and Joe and like and James and Larissa, the fact that we all got together and did that at my place, like on a Saturday, and did that together, I will just remember that as one of my most treasured moments. And all the chaos that came with it, and all the efficiency and all the productivity. And then watching people react to it because that was one of the funnest things on the planet. And I'm so sorry to the audience. Well, like, I'll let you know when I can make it public because right now we have to, like, keep it under wraps because of festivals. They don't like it when things are, like, public just now. We're still hoping to get into a few more. Um, But watching people have a genuine reaction is like one of the best freaking feelings on earth and not like they were all like oh my god it's amazing because even like kevin and prisca i'm putting you guys on blast like they're like i hate you (laughs) um
0: and
2: i
1: won't say more than that because yeah
2: Yeah. i wish i saw theirs
1: yeah i wish i recorded theirs and so Mm. things like that those to me are like that's when i feel really successful when you elicit a genuine response And there's so much science to the art of like, like you were saying earlier about the technical continuity things, the ways that you can do your job well to make people really get lost in a story. That's the Mm -hmm. part that I'm like fascinated by, whether that's the lighting part or the editing part or the costume stuff or like the hair even, right? We had issues with editing because of my damn hair and we didn't have a script supervisor to be like, hey, her hair was on the other side. So we had different bumps that we we came across in making this that I was like, Oh, that's such a noob amateur thing, man. Like, I should have been better about this, and we ruined the whole short because of this. It was, le- it was a lesson.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean I, I mean, I felt the same way sitting in the editing chair with you. I was like, oh, man, like, this steak was so good. <laughs> but we can't use it. <laughs> can't
1: use any of it. Oh, so yeah, words of the wise, we're all learning. And I'll say this to anybody who's aspiring for whatever. I hope all this, because I'm sure there's people listening to this conversation who are like, I have no interest in becoming a filmmaker. Big, big, big takeaways, like, just do it. Like, legit, just like, you learn by doing, not by theorizing. You learn a certain amount by watching YouTube videos and doing courses and like watching Masterclass, which I did. All those things. Nothing teaches you like doing it.
2: Nothing. Absolutely. The the experience is invaluable. For sure.
1: How, Scott, where are you feeling like your next projects are good? Did you, did I do my big sister duty and hopefully light a fire under your butt? Because you're a great director. I want to say this on the record. You're a wonderful director. Like, you're flexible to your actors and your collaborator and you have your vision. And I was so proud of you. Not to be, like, all too big sister about, but I was so, like, happy to watch you step into your light and, like, be the director, be the leader. It's like, hell yeah. Go, Scott.
2: I appreciate that. No, I, like, I, I seriously do. And I need to hear that. Uh, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how I feel because sometimes I feel like I shouldn't need the validation or, like, you know, kind words. And then hearing it from, you know, like, you and. You know grant grant grant's, grants my boy he's got to, he's gotta gas me up all the time but at the same time it's just kind of like uh it, it, the syndrome I malls thinking and then but seeing it all done afterwards and hearing you know people genuinely enjoy you know what we've created and not only that like them letting letting me know that they've seen growth in the things that I've done which even though sometimes I don't I'm just like yeah it's good like it should be better it should be better than what I made 10 years ago or something like that. Um, <laughs> did it light a fire under me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I still get, I mean, even I I'm not gonna mention who I had lunch with recently, but you know, I had I had lunch with a, a director friend that I admire, and I'm trying to get more talks with director friends to pick their brains and get some uh, life course and knowledge and, and bounce off each other. Uh, literally he said to me that <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, I loved it." And him and his girlfriend were like, "This was great." And then I was just like, "He's like, you obviously know what you're doing." And I went, "What?" I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "Thanks." Because <laughs> I, I don't know if you're looking for, and he was just like, "I don't know if you're looking for notes for me, but you you know what you're doing." And I went, "Oh, oh, what?" You do, <laughs> thanks, man. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. No. I even oh man. So when I went back from my cousin's wedding, like even something small, like uh, uh, my friends, uh, like one of my best friends growing up, his his aunt asked me to. I'm not a I'm not hands on. I'm not an op anymore. But she was <laughs> like, "Can you take Can you take graduation photos for my daughter?" Like out of nowhere, and I was just like, "Sure," just because you, you, when a friend asks for help, you you help them. Yeah. And I didn't expect anything of it. And then later, she kept saying like, "Oh, you're the professional. I trust you." I was like, "Yo, like." I'm just in LA, like I'm the same dude that was here. No, dude, own
1: it. And then you rose to the occasion, right?
2: Then I rose to the occasion and I did it, and they they actually did love. But like I don't know, like um, did this light a fire under me to continue doing it? And where do I see the growth? Yes, um, it did light a fire under me. I am finally working on one of the few concepts that I have sat on for years that I'm not sure I've told you about. Uh, I have a skeleton script right now.
1: Good. Uh, I've been
2: I've been writing it with James because he also lit a fire under me because he was just like <laughs> he was the one that came up to me and said I was able to see what you Minji and Grant were able to do on like nothing essentially, and he was just like you guys were just messing around, and I'm sitting there like like yes and no we were. <laughs> We were having fun, yes. That's probably what you get to see, but at the same time, we were taking it seriously. Yeah. But we yeah. also trust each other to do it. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, "Yeah, I can't imagine what you guys could do with more." And I was like, "I mean, yeah, you're right." He's like, "Well, let me tell you, tell me more about what you have in mind." And mm-hmm. so now we're we're starting to work on um my next short that uh, hopefully you want to be a part of and help yeah. out with. Yeah. Because I have no, I have no idea. Uh, you know me, I just like focus on focusing on directing. I did a producer's mentorship, which was fun, but I also decided I I don't like being a producer. Zero zero parts of me enjoy it. Um
1: good. That's good to yeah. recognize. I think yeah. I'm I'm a good producer. I don't always like doing it. And sometimes you do things that you don't want to do simply because that's the most helpful thing you can do for a project is to help do the thing that you're naturally really good at. So Those are, and it depends. And always, I say it always depends. Like if I'm producing stuff with you, I feel I have a good instinct that it'll be less annoying to be a producer (laughs) on your project than to be a producer on some randos who like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're just hiring me out and want to utilize my skills, but it would be a nightmare to do. I would love to work myself to a place where I have the luxury to pick and choose. And those are the different things where I, I really hope, like I say these things out loud frequently and all the time. And I say what I wish for my friends all the time. I want you to have the freedom to pick and choose your projects that has a a much about like practical stuff about money and like sustainability so that you can do that. But also there's, a million paths to the same destination. So if you want to get to that place of freedom for you, Scott, like same as me, like you can, you can finagle your own journey there. You don't have to follow X, Y, Z. And I think all of us look for that blueprint because it would make things a lot more easier to navigate. But conversely, I think it's really exciting that we have the autonomy, like we have the ability to like craft our own path. You've been doing that because you've been working full-time while also pursuing creativity. And as you like do your thing, that's why I was so adamant. I was like, no, it's it's do or die. We've got to do it now. It's being very dramatic because I'm like, the first one's always like the freaking hardest. And then once you do the first one and then you're like, oh, maybe I can do this. And then you do second one. You keep building that resume. You don't have to do as much work to get the same kind of outcome because now you're putting in the hours and like you're getting comfortable. Do you know what I mean? So to me, I'm really like commemorating this moment and just celebrating and basking Mm. and like reliving our memories because I want it to feed this future where you get to make whatever you want with the ease that you want with whoever that you Mm. want to collaborate with. Like that's, that's my wish.
2: Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, since I had been talking to more friends in the creative, um, industry and, and different, you know, DPs or directors or producers, uh, Even people that like my friends that have asked me that are in the creative field, like, what's 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 your process? Well, how do you like to work? And that you say that I can work with or do have my own process and work how I want. I have a kind of uh, hmm, how do I explain this? I have a way I like to work. Right? Like it's it's always like I always want to work with the same people that supported me or I supported them on their project so we can grow together. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is like, I'm Asian American. So obviously I want to, I always want to push the Asian American agenda. So that's like important to me. And then my next tier is like, I want to work with people from the DMV because I'm also from the DMV. So it's like a helping each other grow. Like each step is like a different group of people or tier of people that I want to help grow. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I, I, maybe it's a, maybe it's like a, false dream or like a hollywood thing but it's like you know you look at like, like judd apatow he always he has the apatow gang or mafia or whatever they call it mm-hmm. and they always work together mm-hmm. that's what i want that's what i want yeah <laughs> the lonely island guys i want i want to grow up together <laughs> you know like why not why, yeah. why do i have to always jump jump to the next people like if more people join the group great but at the same time it's just like no it just grow together i think that's very important to me
1: I'm glad and you're going to do it. I have a lot of confidence in you. This is this is the beginning of a journey. We got to have our little freak out moment watching our <laughs> short film next to each other and if that, I'm telling you though y'all like that was the moment like when we got in the theater that's when I realized people were going to watch our short film. Everyone's like how are you feeling about your premiere and I was like I don't feel anything. I genuinely meant it. I felt so neutral. So And that was kind of worrying me. I was like, I don't feel anything. Like, I just like, yeah, it's going to happen because I think I was so just I was caught up in like feeling proud that we finished the damn thing to begin with. That we got in was enough for me. Like thinking of people actually watching it did just not enter my brain. And then when we got to the theater, I was like, oh, my God, everyone's going to watch it. What? Like it actually hit me
2: that was a full theater too
1: yeah and I I was like starting to hyperventilate and almost throw up so it was great and we had our friends we had Jenny and James come from the Bay Area to watch it we had my brother and uh, sister-in-law came from Orange County friends like got sold out so they couldn't even like all watch it um but and we have lots of supporters so of course but it was just a really cool moment
2: yeah shout out to Josh because Josh was there
1: and Mm -hmm. um
2: Yeah, there's more people. I'm just drawing a blank right now. I'm just, I'm drawing a blank because I keep thinking about. (laughs) I love Jenny because she was doing like all the BTS for us, which I thought was funny at the time because I was like, why do we need BTS for this? But it was really important in hindsight.
0: Yeah. And then
2: you were also asking me, like, Scott, how do you, or like you and Jenny were like, Scott, how do you feel? And I'm every, every answer I gave was like, I have been super anxious
0: for this whole week.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You're like cool as a cucumber. I'm like, no, I'm still really like, anxious. <laughs> <laughs> you handled like it talking. well. <laughs> you Thank handled you. it no, well, I- and and you
1: went up at the end, and like you you took your balance director, and I was like, should I go with him? I wanted to, but I was like, no. They asked for directors, so I was like, at the end of the screening, and they called the directors up because everyone else, I think, was the writer director, but you're the were was our short film the only director only one. Maybe I don't remember. Maybe something like there that. There might have been
2: there might have been like one other one, but I I blanked out. I'll be honest. When I was up there, I was blank, Like I was next to Sharon, and Sharon and Sharon the whole time was also like, "No, we had to be next to each other. Like so we had to like get to hold my hand." I was like, "All right, cool."
1: You guys are so nervous. You handled it well. And also, I'll say this about Scott: like Scott, you're always like, "I'm not good at this." I will be the same person, always in your ear, being like, "Watch what you say." Don't yeah, keep yeah, yeah. affirming things that you don't want to be true. And I keep challenging you as be as me, being me in your life. I was like, yeah, this is where it changes. This is where you're going to grow. And you have like, I'm affirming that you have. So stop it. <laughs> stop saying Thanks. stuff.
2: No, no, no. I,
1: you're like, I'm bad at this. I've always been bad at speaking. I was like, no, A, you're not as bad as you think. And B, you're getting better because you're doing it more. And you're gonna have more interviews, and Jenny kept saying that to you too. She's like, "You better get used to it." Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah you're right. No, I, just, I, um, mm. yeah. Everyone, everyone was saying that. So it's it's not. I, I love that. Even this podcast right now, you're like, kick, kick me in the butt. Oh, <laughs> which I appreciate. I hope, uh, I
1: hope the audience <laughs> understands. This is like. I also, like, yeah, I'm I'm a nice person. Anyway.
2: <laughs> no, no, you absolutely are. I just think it's funny because, like, uh, I feel like, it, again, when it comes to, like, directing, right? Like, you always tell me you got it. And then, like, I'm always going to be anxious and nervous. Maybe people don't see that all the time. Unless you really know me, like, you and everyone else. And it's just, like, I can turn it on when I need to turn it on. Yeah. But, like, uh, beforehand, am I, am I a sweaty ball of a mess? Oh, absolutely. 100%. And I think my one of my greatest fears is like just you guys that know me for who I am and throughout all the years uh, know that I will be anxious and know that I've grown to do this and know that I can do it. Um, but that'll always be me, you know, like you guys accept me for who I am. Mm-hmm. And then when I get to turn it on or be someone different, not that I am someone different, I just just amp it up, right? Like, I just don't want to... I hope that people... God, that's such a weird fear. And even to hear hear me about to say it out loud, it's just like, I hope people like me for who I am already. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be me and, mm-hmm. and probably probably just juiced up, like, mm-hmm. times times 10 or 100 in yeah. the moment. Yeah. So that's, but I know that you guys that have known me will, of course, love it, so...
1: Well thank you for your vulnerability. That that's a big thing to to say out loud, to self and then out loud in a public forum. I do. I love you to the high heavens. I also say what I'm learning right now really deeply in this thing as we're making more things and this is one of many projects that we'll either endeavor together and apart, but like this was a milestone turn. I say a turning point for both of us to like kind of really sink into what we are and like what we want to do and also to learn the gap between where we want to be and where we are so that we can continue to rise to the occasion. Cause I think there's a mix of like self-love and confidence that is so necessary to believe that you can have even like the hope that I can really do this to believe in yourself mixed with the humility, like the genuine humility to be like, I can always grow and improve. And so I don't want my own, um, Whether that be, I I can, past me, I'd say it was a lot more arrogant and what I thought I could achieve in such amount of time or with this amount of experience. I think I've been humbled really deeply in a great way and humbled and weirdly humbled in a way that motivates me to be better. Not humbled in a way that like, it kicks me, kicks me down so much that I don't want to ever get back up again. It humbles me and like, wow, Minji, like, this is how hard it is. And I'm like, oh damn. Okay. Then I'm like, then I got to just get better, you know, and that's like a weird outcome because I think previous me would have been like, oh, if I feel that shame that like, oh, I don't, I fall short of something, I just suck and I don't have what it takes. That's where I think I assumed I would land and I don't I, like because I love it so much. I'm willing to like find that I'm just going to learn. I'm going to learn. I'll fell forward. So that's a really beautiful thing. So I think it's a mix of those things of that learning to love yourself, learning to like give yourself grace and and positivity and encouragement and being your own best friend and take risk validation from others. I don't think there's anything wrong, Scott, with wanting and appreciating validation from others. And then also being humble enough to be, hey, there's always stuff I got to learn. And there's always things that I'm going to have to like, you know, build, build a new muscle, build a new skill set. And that's just going to come out of doing it. And You're doing it so Future's bright in my mind, I'm like even with the AI, whatever. Like, we're just gonna We didn't even touch on that because like I'm saying I'm like I'm a writer and there's this whole fight going on. But I don't wanna end yeah. it on a negative thing too, because we are getting <laughs> to the end. But like with the state of the industry, it's been a very encouraging conversation. And we'll end it with positivity because that's how I do. But I'm curious for a little bit of tea spilling, because we got to include it. What about this industry? Like bothers the hell out of you and what do you want to do about it
2: oh boy
1: (laughs) sorry i had to throw it in there i want to know
2: what about the industry bothers me
1: yeah
2: and what do i want to what do i want to do about it yeah ah shit (laughs) (laughs) um What, hmm. I guess it's not what bothers me per se. It's more like what bothers me is there. There doesn't seem to be like a correct or incorrect way to do it, which is it's great and not great at the same time. I wish there was a little bit of more of a blueprint um, on how to make it in the industry. Mm. People break their. I feel like people break their backs a lot trying. You know, who knows what the right way is? Um, I feel like a lot of I mean, this helps me out because I didn't go to film school and stuff like that. You know, it's it's great because I just think that, like, it's a blessing and a curse to be able to navigate your own way, but it would be nice to have a blueprint on how to do it without, like, having uh, the old connections of, like, some, you know, some people you've seen in the industry have, like, a shit ton of connections and things are being made where you're just like, this is trash, but it's being made, you know, um... I guess find, finding out how to get into the clubhouse, you know,
0: mm-hmm. I guess
2: that, that, that'd be, a, that'd be a fun way.
0: Mm-hmm. That'd be
2: something I would want to change. Uh, but how do you know. think
1: uh, you can change that? Then? That I, that makes sense. Yeah. The whole, the nepotism and the exclusivity.
2: Make your own clubhouse. <laughs> I think, I think that's the best way. That's why I say grow together and, uh, and, and and do it together as long as people are willing to do it together and, and find people you want to build with.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's the,
2: that's the best that's the best way I can explain it to me. Like maybe it sounds like a far fetched dream again or you know something, but yeah. Uh, to me, even if it's not like a big clubhouse, the the club that you want to be a part of. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's do
1: a, it. I I know. it! I love it! I love it! And you guys will de- you'll demand the best.
2: I mean, you're part of that clubhouse.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I'm happy to be. I'm happy to be a member. Yeah. yeah. Good.
2: What about you? Uh, I guess, you know, did we touch on what you define success as? And then like, and then, and then also the question, what bothers you with the industry?
1: I think the success part for me really is like, do I enjoy making it like I said earlier? Do I feel like we achieved our mission? I'm leaning more into like, yeah, at the uh, get garnering a big audience. I used to kind of like run away from that. I think that's also a little self-sabotaging of me because I was like, oh, I don't care if people see it or not. I think that's also there. there's a level of like I don't want it to have to be like a viral hit for it to qualify that it's a success. I think making something is a success. And I, I do still at the core believe that. And I think there's also part of me that's scared of being seen or has been scared of being seen. So I would then jump to like, I don't care if anyone sees it because I didn't want to know if anyone thought it was trash or not. That's the fear that I'm like speaking out of when I say that. So it would be cool to know that it has an impact on a wide audience to have to have a point of view, to say something meaningful, to drive conversation, to make people examine themselves um, their relationships. I think that's the point of good arts. So if it does that, if it achieves that, and it can do that for large swaths of people, that's amazing. Like I'm more open to the big audience thing being a cool marker of success. It's not my only one, it's not my main metric. My main metrics did you do it? And do you feel good about it? Did it achieve what you wanted? Were your intentions communicated? And um, what bothers me about the industry. Is the trash that's made. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, okay.
0: uh, um,
1: there's a really big corporate side, and I do think I have a business savvy that I don't give enough like attention to. Sometimes I am there's a part of me that's very executive um, that can because I think it comes from the people pleasing side where I I've been trained to know what people want mm-hmm. and to give it to them as being like I again okay, goes back to like I'm a Korean woman millennial age i've been programmed to be like how can i make your life better so when i'm in that space but i have a business acumen too so there's part of it where i just think that some of these are like purely dr- business driven for but then it also feels very arbitrary like they're making decisions not based on like true data they're making it based on being risk averse and then they make crap out of that for numbers <sighs> Is a waste of money. It's a waste of everyone's time and attention, which feels so much more scarce now. That bothers me. That there's a lot of people that had to say yes for something that's horrible in quality to be made. I say that very ferociously. And like, I'm still working on making things of quality. But that's an issue I have with the industry. But there's a lot of things that get a lot of money, time and energy where it's like, be better.
2: <laughs> oh, no, I agree. We... We, me and the housemates just watched the the movie that had very, very much so A-list actors uh, that just got released recently and we were like, this is hot trash. But it was made and they got a lot of money to make it. Yeah. And there's a, there a lot of cameos in it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just like, well, how do we, why'd they make that? But also, how do we get our things made?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And those are things that we're up against. And I imagine it's the same thing in any industry where you have like, it's David versus Goliath feeling, right? Um, We just got to keep on swinging our slingshot just keep going. Like I'm, I'm not adverse to a challenge. That's stuff that bothers me. So if I, I think really caring about the work, my solution to that is if you have all these issues, be clear on what these issues are and then figure out your, your solution. So my thing is if I have all these gripes with, industry with xyz with the money the nepotism the bad decisions that i think are being made then you make good decisions and then keep working with other people that also make good decisions that you are in alignment with and be bold i think i need to work on being bolder our film was like a step in the direction for me to become the bolder boldest version of myself because life is short and like who knows what's going to happen so like I want to, if I go down, I'm going to go down swinging kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's just what I'll do. Okay. I love you, Scott. This was such a good catch up. I'm glad that we got to record this. Thank you for being an amazing guest on. First of all, <laughs> again, um, I have my three questions that I now ask all my guests as like the closing. Um, Are you ready?
2: As ready as I'll ever
1: be. <laughs> okay. What are you grateful for today?
2: What am I grateful for today? Um, It's gonna be cheesy. Yes, Uh, I'm grateful. (laughs) Uh, I'm grateful for being relatively healthy and alive, breathing. Um, The support group that I have, not only you know back east with the people I grew up with, but out here in Los Angeles. Uh, And I'm not only speaking of friends; I'm speaking of. Um anyone that i've come across that um, are willing to help each other out here. Um, I'm grateful for any opportunity that has come our way uh, that that helps us become better.
1: Sweet, I love it. Yeah. Bring on the cheese. I love the cheese. <laughs> we are not lactose intolerant in this household. Um, what are you looking forward to? Big small whatever <laughs>
2: I'm looking for all my friends' weddings to be... No, but, <laughs> <laughs> I, got like, I got like two more, uh, at least on the horizon. Well, no, uh, and no.
1: then the divorces and the remarriages, I'm just letting you know.
2: Oh, geez, don't, don't, don't. don't. <laughs> ah, let's see. What am I looking forward to? I am looking forward to um, so much more conversations to be had uh, between friends, uh, many more birthdays, um, and reasons to celebrate, honestly. I... I you know this house and my my friend group. We find the dumbest reasons to celebrate anything and celebrate so more wins. Yeah, yeah, uh, celebrate more wins with each other, and hopefully there's more wins and losses in the upcoming year. So
1: there will be. I'm I'm sure of it. I love it, and I'll do whatever I can to support. And finally, what are the last words that you want to leave with the audience today? Any words of encouragement, advice, love, loving slap across the face the- and. <laughs>
2: Oh, man, do I have things to say about love? Thank God this podcast was not about that. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man, Uh, we should have all came. No, 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 no. We'll save that for another time. Um, uh, Even if things seem impossible or out of this world or out of this country to another country, uh, if you really feel a strong way about something instead of <sighs> if there are green flags go for it if there are again the, you don't want to live life with regrets but also if there are things that make you feel like this is a yes go for it uh, <laughs> you can't say it in another lifetime or something like that because this is the lifetime you got you know You can't say something would be perfect in another lifetime. This is all you got.
1: One life, YOLO. Sorry, Uh, that's that's such an annoying, stupid. I sorry, delete that. Uh, (laughs) Can we go? Can we take that again from the top? (laughs) Back to back to one.
2: (laughs) No, I just I just I feel like there people find plenty of reasons, uh, whether in regular life situations or dreams or relationships to. Plenty of reasons to turn something down, even even if you feel even if you feel good about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's dumb.
1: Mm. So that's take really your nice. chances. Yeah, that's I needed cool. to hear that. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we'd well, be
2: out here if we didn't take chances. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, 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 say that again.
2: I said it wouldn't be out here if we weren't taking chances.
1: For real, for real. Yeah. We are the dream chasers. We're the dream achievers. I love it. Well, we, you'll be back again. We will keep sharing things one day. Stay post. Stay tuned, everyone, when we can finally share honestly with the world. Shout out to the L.A. Asian Pacific Film Festival. We are so honored that that was our world premiere. Um, thank you to the Toronto Script uh, Film and Script Awards that awarded us, our film, and myself the best uh, produced film short film. So I have a producer award under my belt now, which is crazy. And we'll yeah. see what else the year has in store for our short film and um hopefully be part of like, you know, one brick of many in this in this yellow brick road that's leading us to our our bigger projects. Everyone's gonna count though. I'm excited. I'm excited for your next one. My next one. I'm already writing my next one too. So we'll, we'll we'll be on it. We'll Yo, be on we Send
2: each other the scripts. Send me yours, I'll send you mine. Okay, yeah. For sure, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, don't, cool, cool. Don't,
1: don't. <laughs> All right, thank you, Scott. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you. All
2: right, thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode with Scott Sasena, talking about us making a movie called, honestly, it's a tiny little movie, but a movie nonetheless, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And we are here. Congrats to us, Scott. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for being a beautiful human being, such a hard worker and great collaborator. I cannot wait to see more of what we make, both together and separately. It's going to be great. Uh, if you guys want to follow Scott, feel free to find the links on the description. Follow along with his creative journey, his beautiful songs, and like uh, just like the aesthetic of his life. It's really beautiful. Shout out to Scott. Thank you so much for being a great guest. And if you guys enjoy the podcast, want to give me a shout out or uh, ask a question. Email first of all pod at gmail.com. You can follow along on Instagram first of all pod and my personal page, Midgeezy. And please do leave a five star review if you enjoyed it, it. helps people find the podcast easier and it fills my heart with love. And in my very tired state, I can use all that I can get. So thank you. Thank you to Marvin Yue, my audio engineer and producer. Thank you to my producer, Tom Kim, and my social media manager, Juliana Dear, I love you guys. Thank you to my Patreon patrons. You guys are wonderful. I love you so much. Thank you for supporting the podcast, keeping the microphone on. If you'd like to support the podcast, go to firstofallpod.com and check out different links over there. Truly appreciate it. And our intro and outro this week is Uzu Trap by Uzuhan, a classic. I'm really excited for season five um, and what will be coming there because I think there's going to be some change-ups and some exciting ways to be more creative. So we're getting really close to the end of season four. I hope you guys have been enjoying this season so far. I've had a lot of stress and a lot of fun making it. It's been great. Always good to be with you guys. In the meantime, take care of yourselves. Be good to yourselves and be good to others. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Say what? What up, bro? All that one, 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 it's not to me, so obnoxious. Oh, you played yourself with your nonsense. I I don't know what you're saying.
2: Hi, I'm Marvin.
1: part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.